the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Know this, the Bible is truth. And the truth is what reveals sin in our lives. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. I entitled this message, Missing the point will be again finishing John chapter 8. Now, while Jesus was addressing those who believed in him, some of these religious leaders now they step back into the picture again and come back into the conversation. Let's see what they had to say here, picking up in John 8, verse 33. It says, And they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus answered them, truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father. Notice that's a small F, not a capital F. They answered and they said him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. And they said to him, we're not born of fornication. We have one father, and that's God. Wow. There is a lot of stuff that just went down right there. Notice, though, how the bottom line is they are resisting the truth as they embrace this fantasy world. They said in verse 33, we have never been enslaved to anyone at any time. Hello, excuse me. The Jews have been enslaved to other people many times. They were enslaved to the Egyptians. They were enslaved to the Assyrians. They were enslaved to the Babylonians. They were enslaved to the Persians. And in case these guys haven't noticed, at the very moment, they are under complete and total Roman domination. Yet Jesus doesn't even waste his time with their feeble argument. I think we could all learn from this because we're so prone to get into many debates with people about everything under the sun. And we'll seek after knowledge and the deeper things of religion to counter those worthless, time-consuming arguments. 
as we miss the most important issue at hand. And that is that we as a people are lost in sin. We are separated. All humanity faces separation because of our own rebellion towards God. That's why Jesus spends his time on the most important issue that's at hand. In verse 34, he goes right to the core of every man and every woman on the face of the earth. As he says, he who commits sin is a slave to sin. I wonder if we all know that here. For every single one of us have sinned, some more than others. We won't bring that out here, but just to know some sin more than others. But no matter how much we sin, whether we sin this much or you just sin this much. I just have a few little boo-boos in my life. But no matter whether it's a great amount or it's a small amount, guess what? The same penalty is due to every person. That's why the Bible says in Romans 6.23, says, for the wages of sin, despite inflation, is death. The wages of sin is death. So whether you sin this much or you sin this much, the same wage is due to that sin. And what is it? Death. Wow. But he goes on to say, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Listen, there is a huge reason why people fear death. And if people are not Christians, they should fear death more than anything. Because the Bible says, when you die, you will stand before me. When you die, it's appointed for every man and every woman to die once. And after this comes judgment. If you're not a believer in Christ, you should fear death more than anything ever. Because once you die, you have no more control. You will stand before God and you will be judged like the man with a tattoo on his chest. You will reap what you sow. Yet for the true believer, we should never fear death all these shootings and this happens and you hear all these freak accidents and everything. We should never fear death. Don't ever fear death because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, he says, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Because the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law of God. Why? When we sin, the law is what causes us guilty. So when God, through Moses, had him write the Pentateuch, the Torah, the law of God, the first five books of the Bible, there's not just the Ten Commandments there. Oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's 613 laws in the commandments. Okay, so 613 laws that if you break, you can feel guilty, you can feel ashamed of. See, those are the things that the law says, that's what gives sin power. Because when you die in your sin, there's a book that God has written and you are his creation and you will stand before him and he can refer back and say, you broke the law here, broke the law here, broke the law here. More places than you could ever imagine. Most people cannot even recite the 10 commandments, let alone 613 of them. So imagine how guilty people are. But for the believer, for the Christian, for the one who's embraced Christ as their savior, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, thanks be to God. He's given us victory. Jesus died on the cross and bore our sin on his body so we could be forgiven. I like how Jesus put it in verse 36. He says, If therefore the Son shall make you free, then you will be free indeed. Oh, yes. And how did these leaders respond to that? 
Well, they responded with, well, Abraham is our father. So Jesus said to them, well, then do the works of Abraham. Well, what are the works of Abraham? Abraham simply believed God. He was the father of our faith. The Bible says that Abraham believed God, and because he believed God, it was counted unto him as righteousness or right standings with God. Abraham demonstrated his faith by his obedience to God. Yet these leaders, they don't even have any clue who God is. That's why Jesus makes two references to these leaders doing the deeds of their true father. What Jesus was saying is this, your true father is not Abraham. It's not the God of the Bible. Guess what? It's the devil. And Jesus said it blatantly if you look at verse 44, where he says, you are of your father, the devil. Yes, these guys didn't get it. They had no clue what they were doing. And in their desperation, they tried to discount Jesus' words by attacking his personal integrity, by attacking his own mother. They went on a war page here about Mary as they go for the juggler vein, cutting deep as they cruelly insult him. Look again at what it said in verse 41. They said, at least we're not born of fornication. What they were essentially saying was, we know who you are, Jesus. We have traced you back to where you were born. And we know that your mother was nothing more than a two-bit hussy. We know that she became pregnant with you before she got married. And that stepdad of yours, Joseph, he only married her out of mercy. It was a mercy wedding to keep her from getting stoned to death. Wow, this right here is why I'm not God. Because I just would have said, see that lightning bolt? Boom. Man, this just would have been a pile of ashes right there. You're done. I said, okay, next question. I mean, it's like this is why I'm not God. How sad though. These religious leaders, these are the ones who are supposed to be God's spokesmen. The ones who are supposed to know God's word. Yet they have not only neglected the word of God. They are massively resisting the word of God. Every one of these guys had this verse memorized, Isaiah 7, 14. Why? Because it was talking about the coming of the Messiah. How would he come in Isaiah 7, 14? Which is again coming off of Genesis 3, 15. It said that the Messiah would be born through a virgin girl that had no sexual intercourse with any man and that he would be born and his name would be called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. They knew the meaning of that verse. So yes, absolutely, Mary did get pregnant before she was married, but not by a man. The Holy Spirit came on her because that was the predetermined plan of God. Yes, Mary, the virgin girl from Nazareth, conceived and gave birth to the Messiah, Savior, Jesus. He is the Savior of the world. And now these stone-hearted, callous leaders of the day are calling Jesus illegitimate. They're calling his mother a hussy. Yet notice Jesus unlike me, acts as if he didn't even hear their insult. And he just carries on with the conversation as he continues trying to reason with these hard-hearted people. Listen to what he says in verse 43. 
Why do you not understand what I'm saying? Is it because you cannot hear my word? I wonder if that's not the number one reason why people don't believe today. They don't hear the word. Why? Well, it could be for many reasons. Number one, because many pastors today have chosen to water down the truth. How do they water it down? By only preaching what people want to hear, meaning they only preach half of the truth of the word of God. Maybe number two, it's because many pastors have become so politically correct, they have simply removed the power from the gospel by embracing only what sounds good instead of what people really need to hear. But number three, it's also the people's fault because we're all given the word of God. We all have Bibles and we can all read it for ourselves. And people that support these ministries that water down the word, they have abandoned the teaching of the truth. For these are the people who go to church and they say, I only desire to hear positive things, pastor. I will not receive anything negative into my life. Trust me, I get a lot of emails from people that say, you know, I came to church today and you were talking about some sin. I can't believe you did that. When I go to church, it's in the email, I want to go to feel good, not to feel bad. And it's just like, well, first of all, did you hear the whole message? Because the good came after the bad. But anyway, I just think to myself, bless the subtraction. Don't come back then, because that's not who we want at this church. I only want people that want to hear the truth. It's like, because if you don't want to hear the truth, why would you come here? Because it's so important. Know this. The Bible is truth. And the truth is what reveals sin in our lives. Let's not forget this. Sin severs our relationship with God. Why do we teach the wholeness of the word of God? Because I want you to not have a severing of your relationship with God. I need it in my life. Because the Bible tells us when we embrace sin in our lives, the Bible says in Psalm 66, 18, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So listen, let's just redefine this real quick. If you're struggling with a sin in your life and you're, you're battling with this thing all the time, God is hearing your prayers. He's hearing everything about you because you're in the battle of this thing. You hate this thing. It, it takes you down sometimes. Oh, I got knocked down in that round, but I'm getting back up. And look, the Lord is hearing your prayers and your cry for help on that area of your life. What he's talking about is the person who just says, you know what? I know this is wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. It's what I want to do, and I don't care. It's like, I've, you know, I'll submit to God in other areas, but I'm not submitting in this area, and you know what's wrong. God says, I don't hear you. I don't hear you anymore. When you talk to me, I don't hear you. None of it. Because you have just said, I'm throwing up the white flag here. I'm going to live in this sin, and I don't care what the Bible says. It's just like the people in Jeremiah's day. In Jeremiah 5.23, it says, But this people, they have a stubborn and a rebellious heart. And they do not say in their heart, Let us fear the Lord our God. They don't say that because their iniquities have turned themselves away, and their sins have withheld good from you. Wow. God says, you know, when you live in sin... It's withholding good from you. If you're just embracing a sin and you're living in that sin with no desire to repent, God says, I have so much good to pour in your life, but you don't get any. 
You don't get the goodness of God. Don't we want the goodness of God? That's why we have to battle against these areas that want to strip us away from the Lord and sever our relationship. Yes, someone can preach about nothing but blessings all they want. They can tell us how wonderful we are every time we come to church. You're just so wonderful that God loves us despite whatever lifestyle you're living in. But know this, there's always a price to pay for living in sin. And God, through his holy word, will always tell those who have ears to hear, he will always tell them the truth. That we need to turn away from that which he has declared as sin. And we must repent. That we should confess our sin before him. Don't ever forget, having ears to hear the truth of God's word, it might not be what you want to hear, but it will always, always be what we need to hear to be set free. So if you want to be set free, listen to the truth of God's word. Jesus talked about this in John 3.20. He says, for everyone who does evil, they hate the light. And they don't come to the light. Why? Least their deeds should be exposed. So if you want to live in sin, you don't want to go to a church like this because we're going to expose those things. You don't want to be exposed. You just want to come in, be blessed, and go. But The word of God will always expose sin, always. And that's what we see in our culture here today. People who've embraced everything but the truth from thinking our elected officials will somehow solve all the deep problems in our world or all the things that are going wrong all the way to our very origin. Look how many people have accepted evolution as fact in our world today. That we all came from some sort of an explosion. Scientists now have moved the date all the way back to 13.7 billion years ago. Think about that. NASA said the big bang, the big explosion happened 13.7 billion years ago. When I first became an evolutionist in the seventh grade, and all my great knowledge of seventh grader, anyway, in seventh and eighth grade, they were saying that the origin of man happened somewhere between 30 and 60 million years ago. But in all these years since then, they have kicked that date back all the way to 13.7 billion years. Why? Because if we're going to be created out of nothing, if we're just going to be out of nothing, it's going to take a heck of a long time for this to happen. So that's why they've kicked the date back. And somehow out of helium, out of that big bang explosion, helium, hydrogen, and lithium, life somehow created itself. You know, and through random mutations and natural selection, it just happened. We just became humans. We eventually evolved into what we are today. And what a coincidence, by the way, that through all those billions of years, at the very same time, at the very same moment, while one of us was being created as a male, oh, gee, a female was happening at the very same time so that we could reproduce at the very same time. Yes, people will embrace that which is nothing more than a theory, the theory of evolution, Let's remember, a theory, according to the dictionary, means a mental viewing, a speculative idea. It's how something might have happened. Newsflash, evolution, though taught as fact, is a theory. It is a theory, a speculative idea, yet God has given us truth. And God claims sovereignty over every single thing in this world along with you and me. He says, I am the creator. I have created man and woman in my image. I breathe life into them. Yes, God created all that is seen and unseen and everything that is still unknown. He made it all. 
Maybe it's easier for some to escape from the reality of a divine creator because when we embrace truth, we are now accountable to that creator. We are now accountable for what we do. Yet if we embrace that we all came from monkeys, that we all just evolved out of nothing, then people can call their own shots. They're not accountable to a creator God. They can do as they please and not have to answer to anyone, at least they think so. Yet the Bible says we've all sinned, and guess what? Everybody knows it. Because why? We all feel guilty at times when we do things that are wrong. Now, why is that? Because God created us with a conscience. And so we know right from wrong because it's inside of us. We can't deny it. If we were just some evolutionary you know, process, then why aren't we just like the animal kingdom? But see, we, when we do something wrong, we feel guilty. Why? Because you're not part of the animal kingdom. You're not part of some evolutionary process. You were created in the image of God. And the Bible says there'll be a judgment in the end and we'll stand before God. But that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to bear your sin and my sin on his body. He paid the penalty to the law. We can be forgiven. We can have great purpose. That's why nothing else satisfies in this life. But yet you can have purpose. You can be used by God. There's a reason that you're alive today. But getting back to our text, first they insult Jesus on being born out of wedlock. Then in verse 48, they insult and they accuse Jesus of being a Samaritan. The Jews hated the the Samaritans. They were considered half-breeds because some of the Jewish men, they intermarried with non-believing pagan women, and so they they tainted the, the bloodline of being Jews, so they hated the Samaritans. Then they went on in verse 48, and they said that Jesus was demon possessed. Well, finally, Jesus had enough with these wicked insults, for he was not illegitimate. Jesus was not a Samaritan, and obviously he wasn't demon-possessed. But now Jesus cuts to the chase with these religious leaders on who he really is. And since they're so caught up with claiming to be the sons of Abraham, Jesus now drops on them a huge bombshell of truth. Picking up in verse 56, Jesus looked into the eyes of these religious leaders, and he says, your father... Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it, and he was glad. And so the Jews said to him, you're not even 50 years old, and you have seen Abraham since Abraham was from a few thousand years ago? And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, verily, verily, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Wow. Know this, Christian. We must accept this un just radical truth that Jesus lays on the line right here because this is who Jesus claimed to be. Jesus said, Abraham, to these men, whom you call your father, he longed to see my day, and guess what? He saw me, which they responded. What were you talking about? You're not even 50 years old. Yeah, well, go back to Genesis 18. God came down in a human body and talked to Abraham. That was the theophany. That was Jesus before Jesus was ever born. And he came down in a human body who Abraham worshiped and called him Lord. And he said to him, hey, next year, this time, Abraham, because you believe me that your descendants are going to outnumber the stars of the sky, you're going to have a baby. 
uh, I'm 99 years old. You're going to have a baby next year. His wife was 89 years old at the time, and she started laughing like, right, like I haven't had a baby my whole life, and I'm going to have one at 89? Well, guess what? She laughed, but next year she had a baby. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90 years old, and she birthed a baby out of her womb, and they called him Isaac, and you trace that lineage all the way down. Genealogy, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, down through Judah, all the way down through Solomon and Boaz and Jesse and David and Solomon, all the way down to the birth of Jesus Christ. Yes, his descendants all the way down to the end. Understand, there is no mistaking what Jesus was saying here in verse 58. He said, truly, truly, verily, verily, now hear this, it means listen up, most assuredly, before Abraham came out of his mother's womb, I am. What Jesus was saying is, he was saying, I am the God of the Old Testament. I am so much more than just the Son of God. He says, I am God. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.